This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Well, today on this Sunday before Christmas, it's a special time. And so what I want to do as a minister here at Ocean Lakes is to share with you just a few items that I have collected over the years. This is not a sermon as such, but I trust it'll be a blessing to each of you who are listening by way of podcast. We have a lot of ways of communicating the truth of God's message to us. And so what I want to do this morning is just to share with you some, sometimes some humorous things and, and really some backgrounds of the stories of some of these hymns that we, we like very much, Christmas songs. First, let me tell you a little story I heard a few years ago. Two little young boys were spending the night at their grandparents' house the week before Christmas. At bedtime, the two boys knelt down reverently beside their beds to say their prayers. They were at their grandparents' house now. The younger little boy began his prayer, and he shouted at the top of his voice, God, I want a new bicycle for Christmas, and I pray for a new Nintendo game. His older brother leaned over and nudged him and said, Why are you shouting like that? God is not deaf. The little brother replied, Yeah, I know that, but Nana is, and she might be listening to our prayer. (laughs) Well... That's what little children can teach us sometimes at Christmas time. Speaking of uh, little ones, uh, there came out a story in uh, uh, Our Daily Bread some years ago, actually now, about a man whose name was Robert McGimsey. Let me share this with you. It was on Christmas Eve in the year 1932 that Robert McGimsey attended a midnight church service in New York City. And then he headed back to his one-room apartment. As he walked the final blocks, he passed the open doors of private clubs where people were shouting and swearing and singing. Others were so drunk they had passed out on the sidewalk as he walked by. And he thought to himself, what a strange way to celebrate the birth of the most perfect person who ever lived on this earth. We seem to have missed the whole significance of his life. That night, McGimsey wrote his thoughts on the back of an envelope. And those words, which were written sort of like a a spiritual song that he had grown up loving from, he lived in the southern part of the United States. Those words sort of flowed out of his heart. And here's what he wrote on the back of that envelope. Sweet little Jesus boy, they made you be born in a manger. Sweet little holy child, didn't know who you was. Didn't know you'd come to save us, Lord, to take our sins away. Our eyes was blind. We couldn't see. We didn't know who you was. That song offers an apology to the Christ child for not recognizing him when he came to this earth. But every year as Christmas approaches, we have an opportunity to look again at Jesus' birth with new ideas, new eyes also of understanding and acceptance. So our question for each of us, will we recognize and honor Jesus as our Lord and our King this Christmas? Perhaps one of the most familiar and best loved Christmas songs 
has a very interesting background. Many of you remember the words of Romans 8, 28. And it talks about when things go wrong, God still can bring good out of the circumstances. Uh, the best paraphrase I know of that verse is, in all things, God is working for the good for those who love him. There's one beautiful carol which might never have been written or we've never heard if it had not been for a problem, a real difficult situation. And the problem was an organ which had been broken down in a little church in Austria. This was a Roman Catholic church, the Catholic Church of St. Nicholas in a little Austrian town of Oberndorf. The priest there was Father Joseph Mohr, M-O-H-R. The organist was Franz Gruber. He played the organ, that is, when it was in working condition, and the organ repairman was not very diligent in his work, it seems, either. During the week before Christmas in 1818, a little group of traveling actors stopped at this little town of Oberndorf to give a play based on the story of Jesus' birth. They would have to give the play in the church. That's what they were planning to do. But as usual, the organ was broken down and the repairman had parts of the organ all over the place in the, in the church building. And so instead, the, the actors in the play decided they would have to give the play not in the church, but in a home. Well, the play was well given. It moved the priest emotionally, Father Moore, to write a poem about Christmas. And so as he strolled about on the foothills which overlooked that little village, he thought about how still, how quiet, how holy the night was. And he wrote his poem in German, Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht. The next morning, he called the organist, whose name was Franz Gruber, and presented the organist with this poem he had written. He gave it to the organist as a Christmas gift, and he suggested that maybe the organist could compose some music for the words. Well, Christmas Eve came and the people gathered at the church, but the organ repairman was there with many apologies for the fact that the organ was still broken down. He hadn't repaired it yet. And so Franz Gruber and Father Moore sat together and sang the little hymn that Father Moore had written with the music by Franz Gruber. And as they sang the hymn, they were accompanied not by a magnificent organ, but rather by Gruber's guitar. The organ mechanic who listened to their singing was so moved at hearing this little song that he memorized the words and the music. And when he went to the next city where his headquarters were located, he found some traveling singers who taught, and he taught them that little song. And they, in turn, loved it so much that they sang it all over Europe in their travels. And so that little song spread all around the world. Silent night, holy night. But it might never have gotten out of that little town in the Austrian Alps had it not been for a broken down organ in that little church. There's another song that many people like, and it's more uh, in our day, it's a relatively new song that's been written. Uh, and this is a, a favorite of many people who sing Christmas carols today. 
Let me tell you the story behind it. Written by Mark Lowry. He's best known as a singer and comedian who spent more than a decade as a regular fixture in Bill Gaither's vocal band. But years from now, when all is said and done, Lowry's most enduring legacy will probably be the beautiful little song that he wrote 38 years ago as a meditation for a Christmas program at his church. In the year 1984, the leaders at Lowry's Nashville congregation asked him if he'd be willing to write a, a musical for Advent. Well, he, he gladly agreed to do so. Inspiration for this musical came as he focused his heart and his mind on the wonder of Christmas. These are Lowry's words. I tried to picture Mary holding the baby Jesus on that first Christmas morning, and I wondered what she was thinking about that child. Oh, she knew he was special. The virgin birth was her first clue. But could she ever imagine all the things that he would do while he was here? Well, very soon, Lowry came up with a series of questions that he would like to ask Mary. Did she know he would walk on water? Did she know he would raise the dead or give sight to the blind? So Lowry decided to use those questions as a monologue to be recited between the scenes of his musical. But the profound nature of those questions lingered in his mind long after that church musical was done. Six years later, the harmonica virtuoso, whose name was Buddy Green, supplied just the right music. And when he did, the song, Mary, Did You Know, was complete. Since then, Lowry and Green's tune had become a real modern classic. It's been recorded by more than 30 different artists, probably even many more by now. And it has gone around the world. People like Kenny Rogers, Kathleen Battle, Reba McIntyre, and a host of others have recorded that song. Lowry said, I hear from a lot of people who've sung it in the church choir for Christmas and Easter programs. When I wrote it, I felt there was something special there, but I never imagined how wide-reaching that little song would ever become. Now, there are so many other songs. I wish we had time this morning to go into all these. You know many of them. But let me read you with just one other little quotation that uh, I found. And uh, I think this will be not, not as a song, but something that will help us to understand the virgin birth of Jesus. There was a certain unbeliever who tried to trap and embarrass a preacher before a large group of listeners. He said, preacher, I want to ask you a question, sort of sarcastically in his voice. He said, recently a young unmarried woman came to the hospital here where she became the mother of a baby boy. And that woman declared that her baby had no human father. And with a sneer in his voice, he said, I want to ask you, preacher, would you believe her story? The preacher caught his breath for a moment, but while he hesitated, he also breathed a prayer that he might say just the right thing to that skeptic man. And then the preacher, preacher replied in these words, Sir, if that mother's son had been born in exact fulfillment of prophecy for 1,500 years, if his birth had been acclaimed by the very angels and stars of heaven, 
if wise men had come from afar to worship him and to bring him rich gifts, if that he had lived a life so sinless that even his worst enemies could not convict him of sin, if his touch had healed lepers and opened blind eyes, if people had taken him outside the city wall to crucify him and the very noonday sun had hid its face in shame, if they had put a platoon of soldiers to guard his grave, but he had come forth on the third day according to his promise, if his gospel had been preached for 2,000 years with blessings to all who heard, and if his power had inspired the building of Christian homes and institutions of mercy wherever he had been known, and, sir, if he had blessed my own soul with forgiveness for my sins as one who was virgin-born has done, the preacher concluded by saying to that skeptic, if all these things were true of that mother's son you're talking about, oh, yes, sir, I certainly would believe that mother's story. What a wonderful story we know is a true story of the virgin birth of our Savior Jesus. Oh, God, help us to worship truly with all of our heart this wonderful Savior of the world, Jesus. And may he be our Savior during these days. We pray in his name. Amen.